Naval Observatory, at the zone, Eastern Daylight Time, 22 hours, 7 minutes, 15 seconds. Universal Time, 2 hours, 7 minutes, 20 seconds. Anybody got a mic? What you doing with your life? Get out my face, my going Here we go again. Let's get into it. With Doctor Whoever and Mr. Jesse. Only on KBUT, the butt. This is the Doctor Whoever Project. That's right, this is the Doctor Ever Project. We are back. We are in our new and improved studio here, so um, we are getting through glitches. Yes! Yes, we are. Um, it's going to be an interesting day today, right, Mr. Jesse? <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, you have a nice new mic on the wall over there. That's nice for you, isn't it? I, I love it. It's, it's, now it's convenient. Yes. I'm not going to get all close on the mic and kind of nice. just lay back immediately. I'm constantly having to look over here, though, because... Like the levels, some keep changing, so I put the like level monitor behind me, so I can like, because it was dropping earlier as we were trying to record that phone message thing, it was driving me insane, but we seem to be working again. You sound great over there, I love it. Good, good. Yes. People need to hear my voice. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, um, I know you've been doing all kinds of stuff, and it's Labor Day. It's uh, Labor Day coming up on Saturday, Friday? Um, Labor Day is actually... Because I, I think I'm we're celebrating it on like a like Friday, right? Labor Day events. Is I'm Labor Day on a weekend? Sure. Labor Day is Monday, the September. Well, 5th. today is September first, twenty twenty-two. People, if you didn't know, I can't believe it's already the first of September, and it was a hundred and twelve degrees today. Jeez, Early to Vegas. That. Yeah, so it must be on like the holiday or something. Okay, no, Labor Day is Monday, but I guess we're going to do our event on Friday. So people can just have a whole long weekend. That sounds like a good idea. Well, I mean, the th so the thing is that... Uh, is Labor Day always on a Monday? It is. I'm so it's, bad it's, with it's, Labor it's Day and Memorial Day. Day holiday. I cannot keep those straight. So, but in order to, like, celebrate Labor Day with, like, labor folks, you actually have to do it on, like, Friday before everybody heads out of town. Mm. Because unless you are not from Vegas, you're probably coming to Vegas, and people from Vegas are getting out of Vegas before you get here. <laughs> they're like yes we got to get out of here oh yeah it's gonna be crazy they're talking about all these people coming here to vegas the news is uh you know they do they love to have something to freak out about but um let's let's talk about something else while we're on here we do have to cover we don't have to cover everything on the show and um we did have a somewhat of a you know a, a tragedy um mr Odie, the show dog you know my dog for forever the 18-year-old Jack Russell Terrier, he did pass away about a week and a half ago. Um, so that was like a rough week, but it went the best it possibly could have gone. So uh, he died sleeping, riding my arms. He had had a, a rough week anyway, so 
18 years old. He made it. He made it a long way, though, right, Mr. Jesse? I mean, Mr. Odie was. He was more than a dog. He was part of the family. Yeah. Definitely, my little son mm-hmm. missing terribly. Uh, so yeah, we have taken some time off to kind of just reevaluate things. If any of you guys know, have had a dog that's that old, had him for so long, and become just like a instrumental part of your life, and the the thing that you find joy when you come home from mm-hmm. a long day that's always someone that greets you so it's, it's definitely difficult and we miss Mr. Odie so much Mr. Odie I do miss Mr. Odie so much my little buddy um I mean he was always there to hang out with when when you needed somebody just to give you a little cuddle or feel good about yourself the day you hear his little feet on the floor when you come home but like I said he lived a long life and he, he saw more things and lived in more states and saw oceans on both coasts and been to casinos and bars and he lived in casinos. all over the place. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Rody loves some casinos. Yeah, Mr. Rody loves some casinos. He always drew a crowd everywhere we went. <laughs> his little stroller. He loved his little stroller. Well, Miss Rody, you will be missed for sure, Mr. Rody. Have you heard voices? You want to take a little break, come back and do some new, new news, Mr. Jesse? Sounds like a good idea. All right, let's do that. I'm still getting used to this new board, so here we go. We'll be right back. Fear not. This is the Doctor Who Ever <laughs> Project. Grab your emotional support animal and get ready for a dose of reality. All right, let's get into the new, new news that you need to know right here on the Doctor Who Ever Project. Did you hear the story about Bank of America, Jesse? It seems like they're having a new program for home buyers targeting the black and Hispanic communities. It's uh, article number three or four, I think, in your feed if you want to see. But um, no, I've heard the story. Um, it's it's it only in applies Charlotte. To, it only applies to like certain locations. Yeah, it's like Charlotte, <laughs> Dallas, L A is definitely one. L A. Um, but I think they're doing it like as a test. And they might decide to like roll it out, um, you, said you know, throughout Fargo, the country. Right? No, 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 this is Bank of America. Bank of America. I know you're. I know you're. Uh, uh, I know I, you hate. I no. Hate some Wells Fargo. You hate some Wells Fargo. No, this is the uh, Bank of America, and I mean that's a good thing for them to do. Um, from the the articles and news stories I saw, it said that uh, they were. It was kind of like a no credit, slow credit kind of thing, as you see in a car commercial sometimes. Like they're going to give people chances if you pay your bills on time and things like that. Those yeah, so, are how they're going to like so the, show it. The idea is that generational wealth between minority communities is through you know housing, mm-hmm. um, but also a lot of things that prohibit people. I think my mom was one of them for so many years uh, from actually buying a house um, was not the ability to actually afford the mortgage, mm-hmm. but it was being able to you know save thirty thousand dollars for a down payment. Oh yeah, and also when it comes to credit, you know a lot of people have issues with credit. But they mm-hmm. do pay their bills on time with like you know water bills, you know their rent, mm-hmm. their, their cell, cell phone. phone bills, like all these other bills that. That's all we have your, nowadays. Is bill, yeah, that bill, prove your economic bills, stability. Bills. That they're actually like looking everything. into other ways to prove uh, credit worthiness. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting. Um, Would you like to hear this article? Yeah, yeah, go for it's it. It's only like a couple of seconds. I have um, 
It's 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 a uh, it's working a little bit better. Let's see. Bank of America now has a new program to help minorities own their first home. It includes a zero down payment and zero closing cost mortgages. The program aims to close the ownership gap for home buyers in black and Latino communities. This move comes at a crucial time as the housing market continues to heat up and those interest rates rise. Bank of America also launched a new program to help drive women and minority businesses growth in Atlanta. It is called the Small Business Down Payment Grant Program. Atlanta is one of the first five markets chosen for those eligible business owners who can apply for down payment grants covering up to 50% of a business loan. So what do you think about that? Well, that was a different one. That was for business loans. Well, I mean, whatever. I mean, they're trying to do stuff in general. I mean, I think it's the I think it's the general <laughs> overall thing of just trying to do something for minorities and to kind of be a little bit more woke. With, and, you know, and I like think a different I, way of doing. You know, it, you I also know? hear like the other side. Well, why isn't there more stuff being done for you know low income or middle class white people? Mm-hmm. But I think what Bank of America is kind of addressing is you know redlining and you know the the history of you know taking people's homes away uh, during you know issues of of racism and also during uh, the housing crisis that we faced in two thousand eight. Majority of people that were given really bad loans from the bank were majority minority people and the majority of them lost their homes during that that part of a uh, downturn in the housing market. Hmm. It's a good way to look at it. Maybe they're trying to just be a good or better corporate citizen. Like you said, you hate Wells Fargo. Maybe Bank of America, they want to they, they'll take a little bit of a loss here and there for that goodwill and what could come for, you know, the future of those children of those families that go to buy homes and look to invest and they remember Bank of America well, yeah, help me out. You know what it is? It's a strategic plan. Obviously, the country's demographic is constantly changing, but it is going to be, you know, a state that's majority minority by 2050, which isn't, you know, too far around the corner. So Bank of America is positioning itself in in an area where they're hoping to grow their their base. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with a base being majority minority, that's something I think that they're clearly uh, have an intention of, of trying to expand their, their customer base. I like it. I like it. Do um, you care at all about the VMAs nowadays? Uh, you know, I did as as a, as a kid. I did too. I feel like I you had I to. Back I then. can't remember a time I've actually tuned into the VMAs. Ever Not since, like, time. you know, MTV turned into, like, just like a TV show. The Kardashians kind of Network or whatever. It, so, yeah, I can't say I watched the VMAs. Um, well, this I saw this. And I know you like Eminem and Snoop Dogg. Apparently, they did a metaverse thing at the VMAs where, like, the Facebook metaverse or whatever. It looked kind of interesting. Would you like to see it? Sure. Let's see what this is. Uh, this is Eminem and Snoop Dogg at the 2022 VMAs. God, bro. How'd you get that in here? I, I got the connection. Slam, don't you? He's got a big blunt sitting on a couch. Yo, man. I feel like you get me high again, bro. Here now, though. Let's go. So then they, they kind of pass out high on a couch and then they go into this. Yo, Snoop. Is that? Oh, they're like cartoon versions of themselves. Man, shit's the size of my hand, dog. Shit's gonna make me relax. This is weird. What do you think about this? So this is not really them. This is animated. This is very gorillas like. 
it's, you know, it's kind of interesting. Why visually unique. Like, visually, it's cool, but it's kind of interesting because uh, I'm not sure if you follow the story where like this, this AI was signed to a record label. Oh, he told and, me about that. You know, they kind of just use like data and like all this stuff to think of what people would actually like, mm-hmm. and they got signed to a record label and then later dropped. <laughs> this kind of reminds me of like one of those just like animated characters, like you know, rapping, but. Kind of cool visual, but it does remind me of like that band, the Gorillas, back in the days. Mm, strange. I don't know about all that. Well, something else that I heard just uh, a couple days ago that I thought was so funny was uh, for this uh, the story from Southwest Airlines of the uh, the man that decided he was gonna airdrop nude photos of himself. Oh. on the news today. In your face, sucker! Did they My- catch the person because you can't get caught airdropping. Right? Well, I guess the um the pilot just kind of came on and was like, "Shame on you." Let's see if I can find it. Because uh, <laughs> it was funny because I have a friend from you know college age when we were younger um, that used to do this when we were you know doing little events on campus. He would airdrop certain body parts to uh you know unsuspected. <laughs> Co-eds. Let's see what this is. Uh, this is uh, the pilot threatens to end the flight over airdrop nudes. You know what? So we've talked a lot about flight cancellations and delays, but this is a new one. A Southwest Air, uh, Southwest flight bound. For- <laughs> almost didn't make it off. Someone kept oh, dropping nude photos picked up by the pilot's phone. Take a listen. Well, the pilot got right, one. Deal. This continues while we're on the ground. I'm gonna have to pull back to the gate. Everybody's gonna have to get off. We're gonna have to get security involved, oh, and it's vacation that's gonna be ruined. Ruined. So, whatever that airdrop thing is, send a naked picture. Let's get yourself to Cabo. Knock it off. This is hilarious. <laughs> okay, that's funny, right? What do you think about that? I mean, it's hilarious. Really? At the same time, it's a little immature. Uh, yeah, come on, people. Have a just take I mean, a. It's one of those things. Just like turn off your phone. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I mean, or just turn off your airdrop. You can set your airdrops to contacts only. So. Yeah, but most people, I don't have that. You know. I mean, whatever. Send me the photos. I'll take them. In my face, sucker. In your face, sucker. I'm totally not used to the board being over here. Like, everything's different now. Like, all the buttons are here. Like, the sound effects are here. The buttons. That was. Sound easy. effect buttons are over here on my left hand now. And then together, the monitor together, that I really don't use as much is here. So I find myself looking at the stupid camera. And I, I need my new camera to come. It's really, really driving me crazy. Well, let's talk about um, let's talk about some millennials and some money, Mr. Jesse. Um, because I gotta, I gotta start learning where these buttons are. So let's talk about some money real quick. Alright, so uh, according to this article from The Insider, millennials are struggling to find jobs even though they're the most well-educated generation ever. Yep. So, um, does that mean that there's too many jobs out there that kind of require a college education but kind of don't? And there's too few jobs that really do require a college education? Like, what's the problem here exactly? Have you seen this article? Yeah, I've seen the article. Um... From what I saw, it seems like 
it was talking about like there's just not enough jobs to go around but like you hear on the news oh everybody's hiring you know everybody needs to hire i just don't it doesn't seem to make sense though right it, it, well it doesn't make sense because there there is so many well-educated people but the demand is very specific like most of the jobs that are in need right now are you know restaurant jobs and stuff like that but then you also look at the other end and it's mostly people that are in tech uh, those so it's like high end engineers. and a very very high end on one side kind of I mean, you're saying and like well, and then a really low end and like the people in the middle are kind of the ones that are struggling like well, the, the average is, people the reality is if you majored in art i mean yeah i mean in drama class or whatever it well, is that's your fault and you could have got a master's degree in that yeah you might <laughs> be educated you're you went to college but i mean oh it's the reality is when you go to college uh-huh. they they show you the list you know these are the, the you know the careers in demand and you Do make they? It, I don't. I didn't get that I, list. I saw that list. I got a giant book that was about my, yay I, high, I recall and they my, said pick something. I recall so my I professor something. going around and was asking people with their degrees, like, "You'll get a job. You'll get a job." Well, you're I was an be, economics he's major. Like, you're gonna be broke. I mean, well, yeah. If you're, but I started working when I was 16 years old, and I tell people that is it. But the that is, is the key. Experience is the key. College is good, but if you should start working when you're in high school just to get some work experience and if you have an idea of what you might want to get into work in it get into it a little bit don't go through four or five six years of college before you ever spend one day working in this career that you picked out of a book when you were 16 years old because your parents told you you were college bound and that was your future set out for you so you did it and you like if i listen to my parents oh my god jesse i'd be like in a gutter somewhere like good thing i thought about myself and what i wanted for myself it went after that at a young age versus like just listen to what they would would have guided me to do. So, I know, mean, you know what both also, my parents are well, sitting the, back the in North Carolina. Is, the thing is also is that, you know, my this article like kind of like points out to the millennials that aren't getting jobs, aren't looking for jobs that they actually got their degree in. I mean, my like my degree is in political science. Mm-hmm. My job is in politics. That's true. You know I mean, so it correlates with what I studied for. So most people well, like, like my just, sister. Like, Teaching or degree. like yourself, you 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 have an economics background, but you do marketing. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, so it's still you, business field. But, re, but regardless, you know, it's, I use it's, it's away from stuff. your actual degree. Yeah. You know, you're not an economist. That's what I was a business do. minor. That would be the direct, you know, job would be an economist. That's true. Or you know, working who wants on to do that? Sounds awful. That. Well, the person that got that degree in it is who would. <laughs> I know, I know. It's just, but that's the whole point. They told you to go to college so you could be anything you wanted to be. And you know, I wanted to just do something that easy. Easy. But I mean, I think it also has a lot to do with like willing to move to another city. Like if you live in a city where they're not hiring, mm-hmm. like when I was in San Diego, there wasn't a bunch of jobs in politics. True. But I moved there to wasn't Vegas. a lot of real but jobs I, at all. Know, I moved around. to Vegas. It's a swing district. Tons this of is jobs. this is a place where politics is like happening and it may just be it's the a next, happening you know, place. You know, maybe the next place where the presidential oh, uh, oh, wow, primaries are going to be. So this is a place where you want to be. I get to use one of my, I get to use a new button, Jesse. While we're on this topic, I want you to tell me a little bit about, um, well, first of all, I want to talk about Sarah Palin in a second. How she, and how she lost. Oh, boo, where? So sad. <laughs> but um, I want you to talk to me a little bit more about like I the election I can see failure stuff. from my backyard. Yes, let's do it. Let's election talk. <laughs> It's election night in America, and a nation in crisis is at a crossroads. We're counting down to the first exit polls and the first results as our coverage begins now. 
across the nation, in red states and blue states and swing states. Voters are delivering their verdict on a norm-shattering president and two starkly different visions of America's future. The president of the United States lied to the American people, and he is unfit for this job. The Biden wins. Your country is gone. Tonight, President Donald Trump fighting for us. All right, Mr. Jesse. So the primaries are, is this the last, was this the last primary in Alaska? It was the last in Alaska, yeah. Well, this was, I mean, the last one, period. Was it, well, it was mean, like Alaska, until, the last until the, one? Until the general election. Yeah. Well, yeah, so the last so primary. This, this oh race God, actually happened, the whole board. This race actually happened <laughs> a few weeks ago, um, uh-huh. but the results weren't clear because... Because they, they do rank choice? Yeah. What so is that exactly? Which is, I mean, you put who you want to be your first choice, uh-huh. and then you put your second choice. And if so, if your check, second choice doesn't make it... I mean, your first choice doesn't make it. It goes to your second choice. Oh. So, so the Democrat that that sounds that won, very complicated. It is. It's a little bit because it's an education when you're. How many to places? Are there a lot of places that have that? So, or is that so, so here's an idea. So what you would do is like, hey, you know, for this Democrat, um, you know, you know, Patola, I, I may not be your first choice. I know you're a Republican, mm-hmm. but can I be your second choice? Mm. So you know what I mean. So that has a lot to do with it. I mean. So, and that's kind of an interesting situation when, in terms of campaigning, mm-hmm. because you're not so concerned with. Well, I mean, you are concerned with being someone's first choice because that's always the best. Mm-hmm. But actually, saying to people, "Hey, can I at least be your second choice? Do you believe in me enough to be a backup option for you?" And enough people <laughs> that were Republican said, "I yes. re- that my you know the other Republican that was in the race, mm-hmm. I, if he's not going to win, I rather have this Democrat Patola. She's a native." American. She's the first Native American to represent Alaska. Very interesting. Um, and so enough people said, I'd rather have her than Sarah Palin be my second choice. So she secured enough first, you know, first round choices, but also had so many second round choices that actually got her over the finish line and defeated Sarah Palin. And a Democrat hasn't, you know, represented the state of Alaska in quite some time. So this is not only. Uh, referendum on on Sarah Palin, who she is, and you know when you know she has a long history of of politics in Alaska as the governor, and then as you know McCain's vice presidential nominee, mm. and then you know after that failed attempt to become the vice president, she also oh, came yeah, back right. and resigned as governor. So she didn't even you know fulfill her term as governor, and now she came back to the people of Alaska and asked to be voted in again as their representative oh. in the House, no. and they unanimously said. No, we do not want you to represent nope. the state. And, no. And so this is cementing that, you know, Sarah Palin can pretty much say, you know, her goodbye her career, to politics. Her, her political career is, is, is done. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, you can see Russia from your house all day, girl. Let's see it. Let's watch a clip. Let's watch a clip. I love it. Some really shocking news on this Wednesday night. Justice Sauer finally getting the results from Alaska's special election to replace the late Republican Congressman Don Young. Don Young represented Alaska in the at-large seat for 50 years, since 1972. He's been a Republican the whole time. The last time the state was represented by a Democrat, I misspoke, was back in 1972. And 51.5. That the Democrat in that race, a woman named... 48.5%. ...won that election. Just shocking. You see who she wanted over. Of course, the erstwhile governor, who was then a VP candidate in 2008, and then resigned the governorship, and then had a reality mm, show. Mm, and Jesse. then kind of... Yeah, I mean, no. And what a lot of people uh, have been saying game. that, you know, so everybody expected Alaska, a red wave in 2022, uh, mm-hmm. but the overturning of Roe v. Wade 
and stripping women of their freedom, which has never been done before, mm -hmm. is when the Supreme Court has given someone a freedom, taking it away. And women at this point are, are fed up with the Republican Party and the way that they feel like second-class citizens in this country. And they have unanimously been, you know, supported Democratic candidate. And we are no longer seeing a red wave coming into 2022. We may see a trickle, but nothing like we've ever seen before. And this, you know, boils down to, you know, women are pissed. And the Republicans are going to be held accountable for stripping away women of their, you know, their freedoms and their reproductive rights. I love it. Well, also, I wanted to ask you about this Blake Masters guy. Um, I was reading some stuff about him recently. He's one of many Republicans right now that are taking things away from their website. They're just going, poof, disappear. Things like, um, you know, things that talk about, like, abortion and, oh, we love Trump so much. It seems like that's maybe not going as well for them as they thought. Is that kind of what you're, you're saying? It's like... There's so, a little bit of a backfire. Yeah, so just as of recently that, you know, the polling has changed now that, you know, gas prices are coming down. The mm -hmm. economy is doing really well. The unemployment has come down to the lowest it's ever been in quite some time. That people are really changing their perspectives and they really see uh, democracy and, you know, what's going on with Donald Trump as a major concern right now. Um, and especially, you know, women, like I said, with Roe v. Wade, that is another top of the issue thing. Mm -hmm. So it's actually Republicans are, you know, stripping some of the MAGA, you know, stuff that they've had on their website. And this pro-Trump narrative, trying to pull some of that away and really moving away from the, you know, abortion is, you know, against God's will. And, you know, they're moving in and stripping that away from their websites because they see the will of the people is, is not going in that direction. So they're trying to make this last minute pivot. You know, we have 68 days before the election and I just don't think it's enough time for them to pivot back because this is cemented. This is something that the Republican party is gonna have to be accountable for. Uh, this is something they've ran on for 50 years mm -hmm. and this is just something they're they're gonna have to well, they own. wanted it the yeah you wanted it you got it now you got, you got it, it you know you got it so yeah. all right like, um oh you got something else go ahead no i was gonna say like if this is what you want you yeah that's the what they wanted yeah of, of i have a friend from north carolina she probably loved it yay no abortion yay but like look what now now it's you know, hey, you know i mean the party when you go shows, too far one the way the party that has always said we want government out of our lives mm -hmm. is now put government in your mm -hmm. pants that's and right people are not cool with that get out of my pants especially when face, we're talking about getting rid of condoms and oh and yeah bird control that went away like, you notice mm -hmm. how they talked about that for like a week and then that kind of went away and was like oh don't so let's 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 stop here now people we've done enough you know mm. yeah when people start and people mm. starting to get arrested now for having an abortion or wanting to buy condoms yeah we have an issue here mm -hmm. All right, well, um, let's talk about making rich friends for your kids so uh, they be rich. Hey, you over there. Don't pick at it. This is the Doctor Whoever Project. Stand by. Yes, Mr. Jesse. I'm going to get real used to using my left-hand clicker finger over here until I get a, figure out how I'm going to get this working a little better because this, uh, this is really difficult. <laughs> I know you, we talked about this. Um, I had a lot of friends growing up that were wealthier than I was and my family. And um, it kind of let me see options and possibilities of things that were out there. I got to be exposed to things that other people in my school and my cousins and th people definitely weren't. So I feel like it kind of 
led me down a road of exposure and kind of more knowledge. Like, like I, w- I was the young kid that would go and sit by the adults and try to listen to what they're talking about. And I realized that there were people out there that were smarter than my parents. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of kids think they're the parents or the smartest ones. I was like, nah, I, there's smarter people out there. Like, I know there's smarter people than me, so there have to be smarter people than my parents out there. And, you know, I, when, when I was around those kind of people, I tried to uh, learn from them and absorb things. And uh, these articles are saying that that's exactly what you should do for your children. It's just like being well-rounded, you know. You should see all different sides of life. And, it, and studies show that by letting kids interact with children and families of higher economic status, they themselves will become closer to that status in adulthood. What do you think, Mr. Jesse? Yeah, no, that makes sense. And, you know, and, you know, I don't, you know, put this negative context for parents who aren't as educated or don't know as much. It's not their fault. But when you're able to put your kids in situations with, you know, parents that are more fluent to have a higher education, your kids can learn from, you know, those other parents. And But it is an informed decision by parents to let their kids be more well-rounded and let them mm-hmm. see what other options out there the same way i think it's important for kids that are wealthy or more have better influences in life to mm-hmm. see what the other side is for, oh, yeah, for sure. impoverished people people that live paycheck to paycheck to you know so they can appreciate what they have and have compassion for people that don't have the same situation they have mm-hmm. so they can be a more well-rounded individual so it only makes sense to be able to do that in the opposite situation if you don't have as much money to be around people that do because it makes you makes that kind of lifestyle more obtainable when you actually physically see it in front of you and it makes you aspire to to do better and be better ah agree mr jesse well you know someone who's in trouble again is i think jk rowling have you heard about this donald trump well i mean he stays in trouble (laughs) but you know it's when you like people, it's worse. Like, J.K. Rowling, you know, I don't like her as a person, but, I mean, Harry Potter is one of those things that most people in our generation appreciate at some level. And, like, I, it's it's hard to think that she's, like, a person that hates anybody, like, that hates any type of person anywhere just because of the creativity and fantasy that she created um, that's full of diversity of um, fantastical levels, you know what I mean? It's like, but apparently... She came out with a new book. Um, This article says, J.K. Rowling's new book about a transphobe who faces wrath online raises eyebrows. Um, This came out yesterday. So apparently she wrote a book called The Ink Black Heart. Um, It's an installment, so it's not like it's a first one. But I guess in it, um, she talks about someone going through basically what she went through when people said that she made these transphobic comics which i don't even know what she said do you know anything about this like what she said or anything i mean i think it was something i remember parts of it it was something like there can't be trans people because they're either male or oh female. yeah maybe that's what it was it's just and she's like their comment was it's just simple anatomy mm. well you know who else um, said that yes we heard somebody say that yesterday um in a scientific aspect we were talking to someone at a blood drive actually and that question came up. I was like, so, you know, we, we're, you know, we like to know what's going on. So I asked him about some about the paperwork. She's like, yeah, there are only two option, options. 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 <laughs> well, yeah, well, no, if you're a 
<laughs> if you're a trans male or female, you don't see yourself as other. You see yourself as a woman. But or if there are only two options, sometimes in science, they're like this lady said, males have a certain hemoglobin or something. I'm not trying to be a scientist. Levels that are different than women or something. So it's like there are reasons in science where you need to know. But anyway, whatever. It looks like J.K. Rowling, maybe she said something and it was just a thought and it's maybe what she kind of believes. But she, I don't think she meant it any harm. Um, I guess a quote from this book says, although I have to say, although I have to say when it did happen to me, those who had already read the book and the manuscript were like, are you a clairvoyant? Because <laughs> I guess she was saying like she predicted or something. I don't know. I think she seems to let this go. What do you think? I almost forgot about it. Yeah, she needs to let it go. Mm, mm, mm. She's only made people talk about it again. Yes, I agree. Well, let's talk about some other things. Some other people just can't let things go, Mr. Jesse. You want to talk about Trump? Let's do that a little bit. Oh no. So, looks like some Fox host news, Jesse, are being deposed, actually. It's actually, like, happening, apparently. Like, some of these people are actually going to, um finally answer some questions about all their denials of like the dominion voting scandal and all that what do you think about that looks like there's some names on here too um let's see uh lawyers of dominion voting system notified fox news last week that it would be deposing host tucker carlson wednesday they would also seek Sean Hannity's deposition as well. Oh, they already sought his last week. And they also want that Maria Bartomaro. I'm not I'm sure how to pronounce her name. Do you know? But anyway. In your face, suckers. In your face, sucker. Wouldn't that be nice to like see them actually have to answer questions um, in some kind of capacity? What do you think? It would be kind of funny. Like that you actually have to answer. Like you really don't believe the election was real. It just seems... um. Seems a little silly. Well, do you want to close this one out? Um, today we'll have a quick show. It's the first show back, and we don't want to go too much, you know. Just a little keep it light on the first day. We, we we might start doing more little light shows like this because it is easier with my new setup just to come in and bust up one out or something. And, um, <laughs> bust one out. Bust one out, you know? Yes! And everything worked, I think. I just don't like having to, like... I don't know. I gotta figure out a way to like. I guess I can spin in my chair. I feel like I'm like in a like a captain's chair on like the Enterprise or something over here. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up, Mr. Jesse. Sounds good. Um, what do you want to wrap it up with? Since we don't have a broken hip hop wrap up today. Um, what else you got in this little nifty little <laughs> nifty little thing? Well, um, you know, Biden did have his cool little speech a little while ago. That was kind of neat. Biden kicked ass today. He did kick ass. Oh, how about this one? I got one. I know what we could close it out with. I know. And I, this will help me find uh, find where this button is. Talk about a little weed, a little drugs. Where is the fucking drugs button? I swear to God, I can't find it. Someone smoked a little weed and Oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. I moved everything. It's driving me crazy. All right, let's talk about drugs, people. This is the Dr. Ever Project. This is your brain. And this is heroin. This is what happens to your brain after snorting heroin. And this is what 
body goes. Last year alone, Wait. drug overdose deaths rose nearly 93,000 people died from overdoses last year, with a lot of those deaths connected to synthetic opioids. Like, are you high right now? Bitch, you guess it. Yes, that is right. More people today are smoking marijuana than cigarettes. Um, is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? One day we'll all figure it out, you know. The deodorant, that conditioner, that perfume you spray on your face, whatever that shit is these girls be putting in their lips to make them look all ducks, duck-like or whatever. All that shit's going to give you people cancer anyway, so just relax. But um, I do love this study. How many states have it legal now? I don't even know. Uh, I can tell you the top of my head. I want to say it's like 16. It's a good amount. Um, but this study does show that cigarette use is falling, marijuana use is rising. I mean, it is it is legal recreationally in so many places. Both states we've lived in in the past, like, what, in the past seven years, something like that, I guess? Yeah, pretty much. Hmm. Let's see, it's uh, American views on the impacts of marijuana are less negative. 62% of adults age 18 to 34 and 53% of those age 35 to 54 said that marijuana has positive effects on those who use it. Well, I'm in that boat and I like it. Yes! So, um, let's keep it up if we can. I'm down for that. I'd like to see Mr. Joe Biden um, support some marijuana legislation federally, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think he is in support of marijuana legalization. I think that's something that's been discussed, but again, it is something that's on the stage. It'd be nice level. if you said that today at that speech. No, that's, he has bigger things to fry right now. Let's close out with some Jake Tapper. I mean, the fact, that, the fact that you were wondering about it is offensive. Like, okay, but keep going, keep going. Yeah, keep going, keep going. Currently keep going. smoking marijuana, age 18 to 34, 30%. Wow. Smoke cigarettes last week, 1834, 8%. That's like a 25% difference. Before 10 and look at that. In my age bracket, just 8%. So many more people in my age bracket are smoking marijuana than they are smoking cigarettes. How do Americans feel about the idea of legalizing marijuana today? Yeah. Yeah. So, again, this goes with the trend that we saw in the prior slides. More Americans are smoking marijuana. And more than that, more Americans believe it should be legalized. Look at this. In October of 2021, oh, 68%, the vast majority said they Almost 70 that percent. should be legal. Yes! To October of 1969, it was just... 12% in 1969 to 68% in October 21st. And then October That's pretty crazy, right, Mr. Jesse? Yeah, I mean, it's a transformational thing. Mm. Like the gay marriage well, thing, they, you know? It's one of those on, things where, like, go. once Let they it legalize it and they don't fall into chaos, yeah. and everyone's like, oh, it's not that bad. Oh, and yeah. they're generating revenue? Oh, why not? Just freaking let it go. It's one of those things like everybody you you scare people into thinking how you how they should feel mm -hmm. about things. When Remember when rap music was gonna ruin the world? You know? Oh, yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> All right, well, let's wrap it up. We are gonna move on. We are gonna let it go. I'm gonna smoke some weed. Mr. Jesse's gonna have some water. Mm -hmm. Yeah, All right, I'm gonna water my plants too. Is it is it watering time yet? Can I am I can I legally water my poor little plants yet? Another hour. They're so thirsty. Alright, this is the Dr. Ever Project. If you stuck it out, thanks so much. This was a learning experience today. My first show back, getting the fall started. Hope we get this going. Uh, appreciate everybody that listens. Follow the show, drever.com, Apple Music, Podcast, Spotify, Instagram. What else, Mr. Jesse? Stitcher. 
Stitcher, all that stuff. Follow, follow, follow. The video is going to be on Facebook and also on Spotify. Follow the show. Don't miss it. We'll be back next time. Doing. What you gonna say? How you gonna feel at the